0: David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and tours. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy, because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal.
1: Elliot, another Thursday, another show. Sounds good to me. So I know we don't have a lovely lady in the studio. You kept her all to yourself today. I had to track her down,
0: but, you know, it's the next best thing that we can do. You go to chiropractors now to interview clients I saw. Yeah, I usually I have my head examined, but this, this was a nice change of pace. And then we also
1: have Ken Golden, who has an interesting thing going on right now. An auction. I looked at some of the items last night. It's interesting what he got. I mean, this guy's got some connections.
0: And some uh, very impressive items. Why don't we get... Uh to chat with Mr. Golden. Ken Golden, this is Elliot Harris. Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. How are you? Um,
2: I'm doing well, Elliot. Yourself?
0: Not bad, not bad. Now, I have a basic question. How does one get into having his own auction house?
2: Uh, basically, I've been uh, a collector and in the business uh, since I was 12 years old, for uh, 35 years now. And a large part of that, I, you know, I've produced trading cards in the past. I've distributed product uh, nationally through major national retail chains and television networks and have always had access to a lot of product and, more importantly, a lot of large collections, especially athletes and agents. So it is something that, you know, I I've always participated in auctions. I've always bought at auctions. I've consigned at auctions. And quite frankly, with some of the prices that things are going for, like $4.5 million for a jersey, I said, with all my connections, all my inventory and experience, I should do this myself.
1: David Spader, what is the most expensive item you ever auctioned
2: off? Uh, The most expensive item that I have ever sold personally to date, not because this auction does not close until uh, November, until the Saturday it closes. The most expensive item I have sold to date were two T206 Honus Wagners as well as an uncut, the only existing, uncut strip of five T206 cards with Tonus Wagner as part of that strip. Do
0: you have any spares hanging around the house?
2: <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I didn't sell them because they've gone up so much since I sold them.
1: What did you sell them for?
2: Uh, they all went between 90000 and $150,000.
0: Yeah, that's pocket change to David. Next time, they, next time they come on the market,
1: let them know. <laughs> but you're going to break okay. the record, I see, because I was looking at your site last night, and you have that Pete Rose uh, four-page document, which I think is up to the high fours right now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, right now that is up to that document, I believe. Let me just take a look. I think it's about $165,000 right now on that one.
0: Now, how did you get that into your auction?
2: Um, I have worked with Pete Rose for a number of years. Uh, I met Pete back in 1988, got a lot of business with him and when I decided to open up the auction company, you know, before I announced it to the public, what I wanted to do was go out and talk to some of the athletes and collectors and player agents I've worked with over the years and um, I went to see Pete and uh, we uh, had lunch together and I told him about the auction company and I said, I'd love you to help me out. And he said, you know, how? I said, but I don't have most of my stuff anymore. You know, it's been gone for years. I said, well, maybe there's one thing you do have. And we discussed the document. And unfortunately, he did not have it in his possession. Um, but he was able to help me track it down to the individual who ended up getting it. And I was able to work out an agreement with that person to place it into the auction on consignment.
1: Who hid it? His attorney?
2: No comment to it. It's a confidential <laughs> agreement.
0: Now, authenticity is one of the, the great problems that dogs the collectibles industry. How do we know this is the real thing?
2: Well, as far as the document being the real thing, there's several ways. Number one is um, it does originate directly from Pete Rose. Number two, it is signed by Pete Rose and Mark Giamatti. So there are only two copies that were signed by Rose and Giamatti. One is that Major League Baseball Properties office. The other one was the property of Pete Rose. The third way is that there is a letter from Pete Rose stating that this is his original copy. And finally, both the document and the letter from Pete Rose uh, come with a separate letter from a company called PSA DNA, whose specialty is authenticating such things.
1: I see you have some World Series rings on there with the 1986 Mets ring, I think it was Barry Lyons, and then the 1980 Philadelphia Phillies World Series ring? Correct. So how do you get a player to basically agree to sell their ring, or are these from private collectors who bought them, not from the players themselves?
2: Well, the, the the Barry Lyons ring is indirectly through Barry Lyons. And it does come with a letter from Barry Lyons stating that this is his World Series ring. And the, uh, 1980 Phillies ring actually is something that's been in my personal collection for about, uh, 10 years. And that was the Bat Boys. And it comes with a letter from the, uh, a letter from the, uh, the Phillies Bat Boy. and his name is on the ring. Okay.
0: Now you have one item that is, uh, not from somebody that you personally knew. At least I don't think you did, Abraham Lincoln.
2: Yes, correct. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> of course, of <laughs> course. Abe and I go way back. <laughs> An
0: 1861 uh, Civil War historical document.
2: Correct. That is a um, a, a, a tremendous piece. It is a um, it's fully intact, which is very unusual for these type of documents and it's a uh, pointing at the start of the civil war it is a pointing a union officer to a second lieutenant and has you know the crest and the united states of america seal and an absolutely gorgeous uh, signature by uh, by abraham lincoln as well as simon cameron who was the secretary of war you know at the time
1: how did you get that document was that your personal collection
2: that that has been in my collection for about fifteen years. Okay.
0: Now, are you are you like the guys on uh, American Pickers or Toy Hunter things like that? Do you go out searching for items, or do they just fall into your lap?
2: Uh, I, I I hate to say I don't watch those shows. I I get the general premise, um, and we. You know, right now, you know, I started the business with individuals who had ton of contacts, and that's what I really looked for—is not necessarily auction experience, but can these people help me get product? Uh, for example, my—you uh, know—and by the way, we're in—you're um, you're in Chicago, right? Yes. Okay, we are in Chicago right now, displaying at the uh, Sun Time Show, and we will be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're one of the first booths when you walk in. You see a giant uh, golden auction booth, uh, which. Timing isn't that great considering the auction ends on Saturday and I've got uh, four employees out there in Chicago, but we'll manage the phone. But what we do is we'll set up the shows and we'll make ourselves known. But, you know, one of the individuals who's in Chicago, Harry Bryant, uh, represents Nolan Ryan as an example, you know, a, a nice little sideline. And over the years, he has been my player rep for various companies I've dealt with whose job it was to go out and work with the players for appearances and memorabilia signings. So he probably knows personally every single living member of the baseball hall of fame, as do I. Um, and we're really starting the auction house by not going out and trying to solicit one of the kind to, you know, one of the time, two at a time from individual collectors who have no idea who we are. We're really going out to individual players athletes, entertainers, as well as agents and very large collectors and dealers who know us and say, yeah, here, um, come come in, grab a quarter million dollars worth of stuff and get me the best price you possibly can. And, and that's the level of trust they have with us. And that's where, you know, out of all the lots in our auction, I would say everything except maybe 25 lots came to us through that, uh, that type of uh, relationship.
1: Is there one item in your collection that you will never part with?
2: Is there one item in my collection I will never part with? There's a couple I may never part with. Um, I've been pressured to part with my 1956 Yankee World Series watch. Um, The story behind that is it is a Rolex presidential watch that was owned by George Weiss, who was the president of the Yankees. And, you know, it's a Rolex watch with diamonds and George Weiss is also in the Hall of Fame. Nineteen fifty six was of course the year of Larson's perfect game in the World Series. And the story goes that there was only two of those watches made, one for one for him and one for the manager, since they had so many rings that you know they they said, I will take a watch. So that that would be very difficult to pry away. Um Something like my 1919 Black Sox team signed baseball does not have Joe Jackson, but does have many members of the uh, World Series team that threw the 1919 World Series would be extremely difficult for me to part with as well.
0: You can just put an X on that baseball and say that's Joe Jackson's autograph, right?
2: Back back then you could, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Now, among the items you have, a, a Norm Van Brocklin game used uh, Rams helmet. The, yep. that come directly from.
2: That came directly from uh, the Norm Van Brocklin estate. That comes with a uh, comes with a letter from that effect. And uh, interestingly, if we're talking about football, um, you know, if you're in Chicago, obviously a lot. The single most you know I can view hits on my website, which is great software, and I can see what you know people you know are. are how many times people go to a page. And interestingly, the item that is viewed more than any other item is Michael Jordan's American Express card. I mean, people have been absolutely fascinated with uh, Michael Jordan's American Express card. And so we did bring it to Chicago. So everyone, you know, if they come by the booth, they can see it along with the uh, Game Use, game used Bulls jersey from the 95-96 uh, championships dom season. But we've had over 7,000 people go to that page to read about Michael Jordan's American Express. I, I, and uh, and then, I, then the ro- rose is second with over 5,000 people.
1: What, did he leave home without it?
2: Yeah, I guess he did. Well, what he did was he obviously, he, you know, he signed the back of it. And uh, then I guess when it expired, he clipped off the corner so it couldn't be used. And obviously he gave it to somebody as a collectible. And, you know, m- much to his chagrin, years later they sold it.
0: I'd be much more interested if I could still use it.
2: Oh, so would I. You, what, what, how many millions do you think have been charged on something like that?
0: <laughs> and for what?
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. A, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of casinos, I'm sure.
1: I'm looking at some of the items here on the football page. I see a Jimmy Clausen jersey from Notre Dame. Who the hell <laughs> wants that?
2: It's are going to be noted. It actually, I believe, it has a bid, and there are actually people that uh, you know, people that are going to want you know, one things like that. And that's the other thing is you know, let's face it, we can't go out and um, you know, we want to have the highest possible end items, but you know, you can't have a catalog full of five thousand, ten thousand, and two hundred fifty thousand dollars items. You know, you have to try and have something for every. Uh, Price point and actually the bidding on many of our items in the auction start at uh, you know at a hundred dollars and um, you'd be surprised. I mean you know one of the most active items I have uh, bid well, You wouldn't be surprised out in Chicago, but is uh, Erlacher's cleats very very popular.
0: Okay. Now your name is spelled
2: G-O-L-D-I-N. Ever D-I-N, te- correct.
0: Ever tempted to change it to D E N?
2: No, never tempted. Never tempted. Too many, too many of them out there. Okay.
0: Now you have some uh, items that are up for auction that benefit uh, Hurricane Sandy disaster relief and the Red Cross.
2: Correct. We, um, you know, we're. You know, I'm from New Jersey, and um, you know, I've got a lot of friends who you know had lost um, somebody. I do a lot of business with their entire, you know, warehouse at eight feet of water. So we want to do our part, and we. Donated the the employees, you know some some of the management in the company. uh, Myself, Harry Bryant, and Rob Mitchell donated items from our personal collection. Uh, They were unfortunately, you know, obviously the hurricane happened about a week after we shipped our catalog, so they're online items only. They're lots number 698 through 712, and they consist of things like a 1909 T206 tobacco card of Ty Cobb, a 1926 original Babe Ruth uh Yogi Berra, Don Larson signed Perfect Game Piece and others where a hundred percent, not not ten, not twenty, but one hundred percent of the proceeds are going to the American Red Cross uh for disaster relief and and the ten percent buyers premium as well. And interestingly, one of my consigners was so moved by this that he wrote me and we made an adjustment on his lot, uh lot third and it's a higher ticket item, mind you. Lot 32, uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s game-used jersey, uh, we changed his description, and we are, don- we are donating on his behalf 25% of his proceeds to the American Red Cross as well.
1: I see you have a picture signed by Les Hope here, and it's only going for $100. I mean, I figured something like that should be worth a lot more money. Do you know who Les Hope is? No, who's Les Hope? Bob Hope's real name was Les Hope.
2: Oh, really. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the we got a very nice uh, we got a very nice collection of entertainment products and um, you know it's we, we put it in with the sports the, the Bob Hope and uh, George, George, Burns. Burns, Joel, Joel, George Burns dual George Burns sign piece but one of the things I noticed with the auction is a lot of people try and get bids in and then they wait other people wait till last day to make their bids I mean in that section it's also towards the back of the catalog but in that section there's a couple you know, a couple of real shockers for me. I mean, um, you know, if you're, if you're into the group, the Ramones signed, uh, you know, signed photo by everybody. I believe two of the, two of those gentlemen are deceased. Uh, the on golden pond piece by Henry Fonda, you know, he died like a month after, um, the movie came out. So I don't know how many of those could possibly be signed with, uh, Henry Fonda and, uh, Jane Fonda, and my favorite of those 8x10s really is an Ali piece that was signed in the 70s where he wrote Muhammad Ali, excuse me, 83, he wrote Muhammad Ali April 4th, 1983, and he actually inscribed it, the greatest of all time, and that's uh, been certified by PSA DNA as a Mint 9 so you're looking at really a perfect item. And and sadly, you know, as he's gotten older um, and the Parkinson's has progressed more, his signature has really, really deteriorated. But that is, is is an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous piece. It's something, quite frankly, um, I thought would go for three or four thousand dollars, and it uh, doesn't even have an opening bid yet. It's five hundred. So, you know, a lot of people come by the last day or two at the auction and try and pick up uh, bargains like that. So,
1: for the holiday season, I see there's a picture signed by Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed from It's a Wonderful Life.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is, you know, we have three. You know, and listen, We we do a deal with somebody, like, you know, we're local in Philadelphia, so we do a deal with somebody, you know, Bernie Brown and Dave Schultz, Dave Schultz says, hey, you think you can sell my motorcycle for me? I say, why not? We'll try it. Well, you know, so we've got this Harley Davidson, and we've got three bids right now. No one's called. You know, you know one person asked for um, inspection records and, you know, um, you know, service records. But beyond that, you know, we've got three bids on a $12,000, know, motorcycle $12,000, and we may sell. A, uh, a motorcycle in a memorabilia auction, you know, which really uh, makes you feel good about our customers.
0: I see you have some artwork by Billy LoPa, who's a uh, nationally renowned artist. Does that come directly from him?
2: Or- Billy, yes, oh. yeah, it comes directly from Billy LoPa. You know, we've known Billy, and Billy uh, has done extensive work with uh, one of my vice presidents, Rob Mitchell, and when we went to him and said we are. Going to start this auction house, he you know consigned directly to us uh some of his artwork, some uh limited edition pieces as well as you know the one I really like the uh, original Steve Carlson and I believe in all of our auctions, you'll probably see a couple of pieces uh right from Billy Lopa.
1: I see that you have a Confederate confederate war bond
2: yes, we do so yes, how do you- we do? What
1: is that worth, in your opinion? I see there's a bit of 200 hours right now. What does something like that go for?
2: Well, this is the way. This is the way I look at it. On that Confederate, um, what line number is that, real quick? You, six, um, six ten. Six ten. I just want to pull it up because I want to verify the number of coupons on it, because that was really interesting. Because you have um, 60 coupons, and this is the way I view it. The those are 60 coupons from 1864 as part of the Civil War. I would think that the large bond itself, in that type of condition, should be four or five hundred dollars at a minimum. And on their worst day, wouldn't you think that a coupon from 1864, Civil War, Confederate coupon, would be worth ten bucks? So you look at it, say 60 times 10, that's six hundred dollars, and then you add another four or five hundred. You know, it should be a minimum of eleven hundred dollars.
1: What is this war bond? I mean, I don't understand. I'm not. You're not a member of the Confederacy, is? I right? mean, if they rise again, is it worth the money?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What well, what happened was you were you were lending the uh, you were lending the Confederate money, just like buying U.S. war bonds. You know, you're just basically lending lending the you know, U.S. government money. You know, like just buying like you buy it. when you buy a treasury bill. You know, in reality, people think oh I'm, just, I'm getting an interest rate. No, in reality, what you're doing is lending the government money, and God forbid the U.S. actually ever went bankrupt, you know, you you would be out of luck for your Treasury bill. Same principle here. People were lending the Confederacy money. Okay. And they would get, you know, they would give them some money, and they would get interest on their money, and they would get interest coupons, and you would deem these coupons for interest. Okay. And, um, and after five years, you got your full amount back, plus all 60 interest payments.
0: And for people who are interested in... The Confederate bonds and all these other items that you have available. It's at goldenauctions.com. That's G-O-L-D-I-N. And hopefully people can spell auctions. Yep. <laughs> and this go, this, this auction goes through Saturday.
2: It ends ends for initial bidding, Saturday at at 10 p.m. Uh, People, if they they don't have a computer, they can call our office at 856-767-8550 and register and bid over the phone. Otherwise, you can go to goldenauctions.com and register directly online. Uh, Bidding is both by phone and by Internet. And um, it ends at 10 p.m. Saturday night, however... If you have bid on an item at 10 p.m., we have the so called 15 minute rule, which means the auction continues until there's not a bid for another 15 minutes. So you can, you know, if you're outbid, you have a chance to, you know, call in and top the other person's bid.
1: My fish guy was in my office today, and he was looking at your website, and he saw that 1952 Mickey Mantle card, and he says, I have one of those at home. I said, you got to be kidding me. He goes, No. And I said, What is this worth? He goes, I don't know. I mean, is this I see the bid's now eighty eight hundred. Is that a true value for that or is it worth more money than I, that?
2: I think in this condition it probably will settle between uh eleven and twelve thousand five hundred would be my best guess where it'll end up selling for.
1: His wife doesn't know he has her else it would be sold already.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Thanks for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you.
2: Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Alrighty.
1: I can't show my wife this, so she'll be selling all my stuff from home. She'll be checking your drawers. (laughs) We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll have Nicole Monero-Guerrero. Stay tuned.